Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, Lucha Central Weekly. Hello and welcome to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all of the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. And today, well, we have a very special interview for you all with someone who is a well-known product of the Texas wrestling scene and has taken his talents to places like Game Changer Wrestling, Local Wrestling, Mucha Lucha ATL, and Galley Wrestling, just to name a few. And not to mention, he is a three-time Reality of Wrestling champion and current River City Wrestling champion. And of course, you know the Mambacitas can watch him on Major League <laughs> Wrestling, where he's had notable matches against Gringo Loco, Richard Holiday, Savio Vega, Zenshi, and Rocky Romero. A man with lucha libre in his blood, the intocable Gino Medina. You know, welcome to the show. Oh, wow. I need to take you over where I go because that was a great <laughs> intro. <laughs> we do our uh, research on here, and, and we're absolute big fans of, of yours. So we're so excited to you, have thank you. Thank you. Yes. Because thank you, you for having me. Have, no, I mean, you truly have Lucha Libre in, in your blood. Um, you know, <laughs> someone who's grown up with Lucha Libre. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen the facts out there that you had your first match at six years old wrestling on <laughs> any matchup. So can you kind of share with us what it was like growing up in a Lucha Libre family um, and also your experiences with wrestling at such a young age? Yeah, uh, ever since I can like, remember, I've been like in a Lucha Libre locker room, you know. Uh, I was probably like two or like maybe I was still a baby and I was already in the locker rooms. 
uh, you know, I had to like the likes of like Pimpinella and like a lot of people just like taking care of me when I was just a baby, you know. Uh, that and I would like sneak sneak my way into the ring whenever we can. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have been to a Lucha Libre show, but yeah. all the little kids get in the ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do. And uh, and I was I was one of them. I was one of them like in there like trying to get up the second rope and trying to like balance myself and stuff, doing little suicide dives and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, I was part of that little like culture since I was I don't know since I can remember. I was people asking me like, oh, like how long you been wrestling? How long you been on all this? But like. I basically grew up in wrestling, you know what I mean? So I never started wrestling. My wrestling just is my life, you know? So, uh, like I said, ever since I can remember, I've been in the locker room, you know, marking out with all these, for all these luchadors, you know, seeing them. I don't know, as a kid, as a three, four-year-old, you see all these guys, you know, all muscled up with masks and capes flying around and stuff. You kind of think, like, you know, superheroes are real, you know? So right? you see that, yeah. and you're like, you're like, wow, like, this is something that I can do, you know? I can't be Spider-Man, but I can for sure be, you know, a Santo or Rey Mysterio. <laughs> uh, so as a kid, as a kid, I kind of saw it that way. I saw it that, like, oh, this is something that I can do as well. And, uh, you know, of course, I wasn't really sure as a kid, like, like talking to my dad, like, letting him know that's something I want to do. Uh, but as I got older, I kind of, like, knew I had to do it, you know. Uh, sadly, my dad passed away when I was, like, five or six. So uh, he never got to see me uh, wrestle or, or train me to wrestle and whatnot. But, you know, I, I feel like when he passed away, I kind of took it upon myself to kind of continue his legacy in the Lucha Libre culture and then kind of just make my own legacy, as you see now. As you, you know, very generously introduced me, I, I'm carrying that legacy pretty well. <laughs> yeah. As a second-generation luchador, what do you think the biggest differences between, like, your training and like you trained at Reality Wrestling with Booker T in Houston, and, but also you mentioned some lucha stuff. What are the differences between like the current training and like the lucha training that like your dad might have gone through with Mister Lince in Monterey? Oh, oh, you, you guys did jobs. You research because I, yeah. <laughs> I never heard that before. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, uh, I feel like uh, lucha libre is a little bit more different because. Uh, they're a lot more like fast paced, you know, they're like running around their ring, jumping out over ropes and whatnot. So yeah. it's a lot of cardio. It's a lot of cardio when it comes Lucha to cardio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. I still do it myself. Like, uh, thankfully I started out reality wrestling doing like American wrestling. But before that, I got trained Lucha Libre by one of my dad's friends uh, here in Houston, which is named El Monje Negro. Uh, and he trained me to basically just like, I don't, it's called tumbling, where it's just a bunch of rolls and, you know, four rolls, mm-hmm. back rolls, all these type of rolls. And that's all I could do for, like, what, like two years. He, he wouldn't let me do anything else. You just roll, 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 uh, mm-hmm. you know, cardio and roll, cardio and roll. And then uh, I see people now that, uh, you know, that do come to reality wrestling, and they get tired for like, running for a minute, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, man. Like, you got to, like, step it up, you know. <laughs> you gotta that. Come on. I'm sure you've done it your entire life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but you know, like I said, I do give them some slack because I know, you know, it's, it is hard. You know, I remember my first day of, uh, like, Lucha Libre training, I threw up. I was, like, what, 14, and I just threw up, you know. Because, um, you know, of yeah. course, I did the – I did the little, like, mini stuff back when I was, like, younger, but, like, I got my actual training in, like, at 14, I started training uh, over here, and, uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's pretty hard, because, you know, like I said, American wrestling is a lot more, like, slower-paced, 
and a lot more like psychology that goes into it, you know, perfecting the the craft that comes with like everything, you know, psychology wise, you know, or being with Booker, mm-hmm. Booker and Forrest had it on us since the beginning, you know, psychology, yeah. and the structure, this and this and that. You know, Lucha, you throw that out the window. <laughs> you throw that out the window <laughs> and you just do a cool you do a cool, cool, cool around the suicide dive, throw them back in, do a crossbody, and you're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, and I'm not, like, knocking either of, of those. I just feel like, uh, you know, wrestling is, like, you know, like music. You know, there's, you can't knock, like, rap because you like, you know, like, uh, rock music, you know. And you can't knock rock music because you like rap, you know. It's just, it has a different uh, flavors of it. And you just kind of decide what, what you like and what you want. And then for me... I love Lucha Libre, but to me, I knew that I, I want to make connections with people. I want to make connections with that crowd. And I knew if I wanted to do that, I had to do uh, this side of that I'm doing now, and which is like the American pro wrestling of it. And uh, and I'm pretty happy with it. I'm pretty happy being able to do both. You know, I'm 25, and I and I can have a match with, like, I feel like anybody. <laughs> yeah, literally anybody, because we, we ran down some of the names that <laughs> you, you've wrestled already, and you've... And out of reality of wrestling, you've done a lot of those guys. You work great with a lot of a lot of people for sure. Thank you, thank you. Um, you, no. I mean, oh, go ahead. Oh no, not, and then like I was gonna say, I've just been lucky to like wrestle a lot of the Lucha Libre legends that like taught me a lot. You know, the likes of like Psycho Clown. You know, uh, El Santo, uh, El Hijo del Santo. I wrestled El Hijo del Santo, and I just couldn't believe that. I was just. I remember being in the ring, like, seeing him come out with his cape and everything, and it was just so, like, you know, just the legacy that he carries behind that. Like, to me, I just couldn't, like, you know, comprehend everything that was going on. Uh, but with him and then, like, Dr. Wagner and stuff, it's just, I've been in the ring with Red Mysterio, you know? To me, all of that, I feel like, like, learning experiences to what I'm, like, becoming as a as a wrestler. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I... Uh, that, it's just mind blowing to hear just the list of that, and just hear. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. do, can you describe that feeling of just being? Because uh, I'm assuming you came out first, just being in the ring and seeing Santo coming towards the ring and knowing that that's you that's going to be wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I immediately I immediately thought of my dad just because like I oh, just yeah. felt like like I just feel like like oh like I feel like he's still with me and I feel like he's still watching me. So I'm like oh like this is pretty cool that like. I was given this opportunity and that he knows that I'm like doing this, you know what I mean? And that, and then to, to think that my dad wrestled him as well, uh, that was pretty cool knowing him, knowing that he faced that generation of like my family, which is yeah. my dad and then wrestling me. Now I'm like, oh, this is, this is great. And, and to people that don't know, like, Santo is basically like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Lucha, yeah. Of the Lucha yeah. Yeah, of the Lucha Libre, mm-hmm. like, culture, like, that's, like, the end I'll be, uh, you know, in Santo. So, like, to be in the ring and seeing them come out, it was just a little uh, overwhelming, you know? I just couldn't believe it. And I was just kind of hoping that my dad was proud of me, like, just watching me being in the ring with that legend. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what it was like to grow up idolizing people and then get into the ring. It happens, you know, with a, a lot of people in wrestling to have that opportunity. You cross that threshold. You cross that line of like, you know, to from being a fan to being an opponent or a partner of someone that you admired. And especially some of the, the people that you listed. And even just all the matches that you have. It's something else. It's something almost just... just uh, incredible um but on the other side too you've wrestled with a lot of younger up-and-coming lucha libre talent um friend of the show mr iguana being one of them and also what is that like to wrestle with you know uh people who are up and coming in lucha libre just like also you're something you're 25 and you've done all of this already um how is it also just also working with with people your age or even younger uh, it's, it's amazing cause like, like somebody like Aramis, he's, uh, I think he's like 20, 21. And like the stuff that that guy can do in the ring and like the stuff that he knows and how good he is, it's just kind of like, that's <laughs> yeah. why I said, I'm like, oh wow, like, you know what I mean? I thought it was good. <laughs> you know? Uh, so like seeing somebody like that just kind of pushes you to kind of like, you know, kind of take it to the next level and like really, really like, like be more, a lot more disciplined and not not that I not that I'm like competing with anybody I'm just very like if I see somebody doing well I'm like okay I can do that as well you know and like I know it kind of just pushes me seeing people like that and I've been in the ring with him I actually wrestled him in Chicago and I uh and that actually like did push me because like I said like the luchadors uh, they have that cardio. So when I went, I got in the ring with him. I was, t- I was tired. I was admit that I was tired. I was like, Oof. <laughs> I was like Ooh, I'm gonna have to slow this guy down. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he's he's great. Uh, Aramis is great. You know, I wrestled him. I wrestled Ares. I don't know if you guys remember Ares. Ares is great too. Yeah. Uh, Gringo Loco. Gringo Loco is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, Mr. Iguana. I love Mr. Iguana. I teamed up with him uh, probably last month, and um, we wrestled three girls. It was Mr. Iguana. Uh, who was I don't remember what our tag team uh, our tag team part was, but it was Mr. Iguana, this other guy, and me. And it's super disrespectful that I don't remember that guy's name, but I'm really bad with names. But we wrestled these three girls, and it was it was amazing. It was a lot of fun. We were expecting you to say fun. yes. I got into the match, like the you know Mr. Iguana's uh, Iguana. Hey, yes, because we know. Yeah. Yeah. She, we we know she's very she's very jealous and annoyed. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we thought she got involved in, in that. <laughs> you guys didn't have yes on the on the on the podcast. 
She is really hard to get a hold of. I'm surprised (laughs) how strong it is. (laughs) Um, Turning to MLW kind of for a moment, um, you know, there's been quite a shakeup at MLW the past few months with the inclusion of Azteca Underground and now Cesar Duran. And what are your feelings about this new direction that the company is going in? And, like, where do you see yourself fitting in? Do you think this is a better spot than it was before now that we have Azteca Underground? Well, definitely, because probably, like, what, like, four or five years ago, I was watching it. Was it four or five years ago when it was, uh, uh, what was yeah. it? Uh, Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground. And um, yeah. I, was part, I was watching that when it was happening. And I thought it was amazing because I thought it was like something way different, you know. I feel like a lot of people try to do wrestling the same. A lot of people try to do wrestling the same, and I feel like Lucha Underground was like something way different. You know, it was, it was a little over the top, but I feel like you know wrestling is over the top. So, <laughs> so right. uh, it was pretty. It's pretty fun to watch. You know, people were getting killed off. People were being sacrificed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's cool, you know, because it's kind of like anime. It's kind of like you know other stuff that you know people in our wrestling you know community i like to watch so i feel like it was pretty cool like seeing that side of it you know and then there's a lot of people good people that came out of that you know you had like uh the lucha brothers came out of that uh you know brian cage Rey mysterio you yeah. know all these uh-huh. you know Rey mysterio already was Rey mysterio but i'm saying like that gave him a bigger <laughs> platform to kind of you know mm-hmm. to show us well, well what we can what he can do as well uh but i i loved it and then seeing that kind of be a part of what the company that I'm in right now, it gets me really excited because it tells me that I can kind of be a part of that little, uh, you know, hopefully they bring back the temple, you know, that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to yeah. do it, but it would be pretty cool if they brought the temple back. Uh, so maybe, you know, I got to, I don't know what I got to do. I don't know who I got to talk to uh, to make that happen, <laughs> but, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy that the uh, Lucha Azteca has a thing now and, uh, you know, maybe they can bring some luchas from Universal and, you know, I feel like I will fit in uh, perfectly there because I feel like my style kind of like, you know, kind of, it's like I a good agree. blend. Yeah, that kind of will like work with like, because it's a little bit of like, it's kind of produced a little bit like, you know, like American wrestling, but it's mm-hmm. Lucha Libre. So I feel like, uh, I feel like I kind of will fit in uh, pretty great with that, you know? And, like, uh, they'll have a lot of, like, the top luchadors that I've heard I like, want to bring in and want to wrestle some of those. So, hey, man, throw me in there, whoever you want. <laughs> Funny. You've been there, done that. And apparently, from what we've seen, you have to talk to the man, say, the head around himself, which could go, <laughs> well, one of, of many ways. We're not sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, that's the, the, I mean, you're absolutely right as far as the hybrid and blend uh, of MLW, very comparable to your own experience and what you just talked about with your training and everyone that you've already faced um, in the independent scene. So I'm going to just jump in with a, an easy, uh, a nice softball for you. You're talking about wanting this MLW, uh, with these luchadors in MLW. Give us a couple names. Who are some people you want to face in, in uh, the Azteca promotion, the promotions Azteca or whatever. I for sure want to wrestle the Addis because we never wrestled like one on one. That'd be that'd be very funny. Yeah. You know, I would like to wrestle that means just because like it's a lot, it's a bigger platform. You know, we wrestled in Chicago, but that was only the Chicago crowd that saw that. I feel like the whole world can see you know our dynamic because I feel like it was our first time wrestling each other and we had a pretty good dynamic in the ring. So I feel like that would be very fun. 
Uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of another one on top of my head that they got there. Um, hmm, I know what that means. I just, you know, I'll, I'll another one yeah. will be Mil Mortes. And I've wrestled him before. Yes. I've wrestled him before. But, like I say, <laughs> in a bigger platform, that would be a lot of fun to, like, get in there with yeah. him and kind of do the thing. Uh, yeah. But another name that they haven't, like, that they haven't really mentioned, I don't know if he, he's even going to come on here, but... I think it would be pretty cool if they do bring Psycho Clown. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Psycho oh, Clown. Yeah. That guy. That yeah, guy. then you're looking at that one, Brendan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so talk to me more about wrestling Psycho Clown. And feel free to describe <laughs> punching him in the face as much as possible. <laughs> Where you, yeah, I, I have. I, I like to joke about having a, a heat with Psycho Clown. On <laughs> with Psycho, I got you, man. I got you. I'm going to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of videos out there of me kicking them right in the in the head. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, so I, I'll, I'll send y'all some. Uh, maybe I can show little clips of me kicking the head as, yeah. as I'm talking about it. But uh, <laughs> you know, I actually had my had one of my better matches of this year against Psycho Town. So uh, I don't know what it was. I feel like uh, it kind of saw where I was coming from. And so like I talked to him and he was very aware of my dad and whatnot. So I feel like something kind of like. I think I just feel like he got excited to wrestle me, and he was just like, "All right, let's do all this stuff," because you know I know your dad, so it was pretty cool, like getting to wrestle him and kind of like having you know somebody at that level and being able to compete with him and being kind of just going going tick for tick for tack and kind of just you know giving this local crowd down here a, you know a good match. And that's a, that's a match that I'm very very uh, um, happy about because uh, the same thing as I said with Santo. Psycho Clown right now is like they're John Cena, <laughs> you know, the yep. Roman Reigns, you know, they, yep. Psycho Clown is a big deal over there, and, and like, he's, he's an amazing uh, wrestler, uh, so I feel like maybe, you know, Emma though he wants to bring him over here, I'll be the one that introduces him to, you know, Lucha Azteca. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'll, I'll be in the front row, uh, rooting you on, be the one guy you. rooting for you. <laughs> I'll take him to you so you can grab him, all right? Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of, of major league wrestling, your character and not just in, in MLW but also who we see now, the untouchable, the intocable, Gino Medina. As really a progression of, of character and personality in your career from when you started, can you kind of share with us how you got to this place in your career with, you know, the untouchable one? And also what kind of inspires you as far as not just, you know, your moves to in the ring, but what you present um, as, as a person and, and what you do outside of the ring? Uh, well, the everything started with me not being untouchable, you know, <laughs> of course, I was, I was very, I was, I wasn't, like, when I tried to start this whole persona, I was not, like, sure of myself, I was, like, very, like, you know, a little timid and whatnot, uh, you know, I guess, like, it's weird, because I grew up in this, but I still was a little, like, timid and whatnot, uh, so, at first, it was very awkward for me, because, you know, uh, when I first started wrestling, I was wearing a mask, I was wore a mask for, like, probably, like, three, three, four years, maybe, so when I had to take oh, it wow. off, yeah, when I had to take it off, it was, like, new to me because, you know, behind that mask, I was, like, a 17, 18-year-old, like, hiding, you know, <laughs> hiding yeah. and just trying to wrestle. So, like, when I took it off, it was just, like, 
it was a little different because I had to like you know be somebody else now I had to be me you know and like and at the time and we all know this at a 16 17 year old you don't know who you are at all you're just like <laughs> you're just uh you know very lost out here out here I'm not trying to be an adult <laughs> trying to you know transform yeah, yeah. into an adult uh so it was very weird for me to kind of like you know be sure of myself and kind of like be confident in the ring but I had two people that really like believed in me early on that kind of did push me, and those two people were Booker T and Bruce Pritchard, and those two people are like some two of the biggest names in wrestling. So when you got two people yeah. like that believing in you and telling you, "Hey kid, you got something," like "Hey kid, like we love you in the ring. You just gotta like you know really be you know sure of yourself." And when you got those two people believing in yourself, you have no other choice than to believe in yourself and kind of yeah. like being like tr- trying to see what they see in you you know right. so uh, so yeah they just gave me just gave they just gave me the ball at a reality wrestling and they gave me a championship and i was like all right i'm the champion now so i can't you know i can't turn back i just gotta like <laughs> i just gotta be on my game and i guess that's really and i don't i don't even realize it until i'm saying it right now but that was the that was the thing they gave me a championship and i couldn't look back so i had to like you know had to you know basically deliver every every month that we were wrestling at reality wrestling and i feel like that's what kind of like you know pushed me a little bit to kind of you know get better and better and like not be complacent and not stop and like i said just keep moving forward with that uh but as that started happening i started traveling a little bit more around texas then i started traveling a little bit more you know out of texas and then it kind of just stuck to me that i'm like oh okay i'm not that bad at this <laughs> i'm not that bad at this yeah <laughs> and like and then i kind of started seeing about booker and like bruce Pritchard were talking about i'm like okay like i'm i don't suck <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh so that kind of like got me thinking a little bit and then like growing up in lucha libre there was always a wrestler his name was El, uh, his name was intocable that was his name mm-hmm. uh, he used to wrestle for uh triple eight uh, and I, for some reason, I just, there's also a band called that, <laughs> a Mexican band yeah. called Intocable. So, um, so cool. I always thought about that and I thought I was something cool. So I'm like, let me just go with that. And I kind of just started like calling myself that here and there. And then the kind of just stuck. People just started, uh, kind of going with it. And then when I got to MLW, they kind of wanted to mark, market me as something, you know, well, I'll give us something. What do you, what do you go, go for around here? I kind of let them know what it was and, you know, they, they liked it, and um, here I am, El Intocable, the Untouchable. And I say Untouchable yeah. just because some people couldn't say El Intocable. Sorry, that's my dog. Oh. <laughs> no, it's okay. He doesn't like it. Um. <laughs> Not a fan of the gimmick. <laughs> yeah, if I, I just mute them because their opinions don't matter. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about the haters, uh, as they say. You mentioned, you know, your family history a little bit. Would you like to talk about your family history with Lucha Libre for a minute for some of our mm-hmm. listeners who, you know, may not be aware? Yeah, of course. Uh, so my dad, uh, his name was uh, Sanguinario. He also wrestled as Mascara Malina. Uh, and something that I don't really talk about, but my, my uncles were wrestlers, too. They didn't like, they didn't really wrestle as much, but they did, they did wrestle for a little bit. Uh, his name was El something. What was my uncle's name? It's <laughs> big cirujano, cirujano something, uh, which is basically like the the doctor or something. Uh, I'm really bad at this. I remember his name, but the other one was El Leon Salaje, which is like the savage, you know, lion. Uh, and uh, yeah, they they wrestled as well, and, but they never. I guess they never really got their breaks, so they kind of just stopped. 
you know? My dad continued, yeah. and he finally got that break, and he just kind of went with it. Uh, and then those two uncles had kids, and those those two kids were wrestled as well. But the same thing as my uncles, they never really got their break, and then just stopped wrestling. And I don't know what it was for my dad and I, but we just kind of continued. And, like, you know, I'm I'm kind of happy that I did, because, like I said, uh, I want to be talking to you guys right now. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be, be at MLW and doing all this stuff, you know, and kind of, like, I, honestly, I feel like what it was for me, I think it was kind of, like, and it's kind of weird, but, like, it was kind of, like, losing my dad and kind of, like, knowing that I was the one that had to, like, continue that legacy and, like, kind of make him proud. Because, proud. like, any time that I'm kind of, like, not too happy in wrestling, I kind of think about that, kind of think about my dad because I kind of think about how I want to continue his legacy and make him proud, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, there's a, I kind of I come from, like, a, you know, like, what, like five, six people of family or wrestlers <laughs> that, that so cool. try, try and go for it. But uh, but the thing is, I never trained with any of them. They never they never like helped me out, and I don't mean that as like as a knock at them. It's just that like I'm very proud that I've done all this myself. You know, I haven't had any help. I've just been the only person that's ever supported me has been my mom. <laughs> so my mom's always been super, super supportive, and for her it was a little weird because you know she grew up uh, with a, a luchador as a husband, you know. So if it was up to her, she could have been like, "Hey man, you're not gonna do this stuff." <laughs> but she, she, she always supported me uh, through through all of it, and like she was the one that like would take me to training at 14. You know, I couldn't drive. She could she would take me every time after school. You know, she would always like you know kind of support me when it come to uh, lucha libre. Very cool. Another part of of uh, the crossover between your father's legacy and your work is uh, Conan. So, what was it like to uh, to have just a brief experience with him at the? I mean, we only saw a brief experience. I don't know how much you got. Tell us a little more about that. Oh yeah, Conan's been very helpful since I got to MLW because you know he was, uh, you know, of course he yeah. he was uh, with part of the Gringo Locos with you know Eddie. And Arbar, and uh, you know, I think it's pretty cool that my dad was a part of that team. And now, you know, years later, we're in the same locker room, you know, uh, out here interacting, and him telling me like little stories and little like comments about my dad, which is pretty cool, you know, being around that. Because uh, there's not a lot of people that kind of like wrestle him uh, over here as much, but you know, seeing him. And another one that you guys probably won't know, it's uh, LA Park. LA Park uh, yeah. had, has a long mm-hmm. history. Uh, with my dad because they started they actually started together they were a, a team at Monterrey okay. they were actually an invasor uno and an invasor uh, dos and they were Carlos Invasores and basically they started, that was like their little like cool. t- team that they started with and uh, eventually you know in Mexico you lose your mask your mask and they just give you a new gimmick right so uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, how, that's how they started uh, they started doing that and now years later being in a locker room we're going in and LA Park is pretty cool because you know that's, in a way, that's like a reminder of like why I'm doing this, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. You talked about uh, you know working in MLW, but also within the independent scene, and you um, have the ability to to do both to work with a, a major independent wrestling promotion, but also to continue working throughout the um, United States with different promotions. With wrestling having been changed so much, with the level of competition uh, of wrestling companies growing and expanding, 
And then you also have, you know, life occurrences like the pandemic happening last year. How much would you say wrestling has truly, you know, changed over the past year? And has that impacted how you approach your career? Well, I have to, I have a bone to pick. I got some heat with the pandemic, man. Because, because... Yeah, because before, like, months before, like, it happened, like, I had just signed with MIW, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like I was, you know, getting some momentum, getting some momentum, and then I just got cut off, you know? So it was a little, like, weird, but, um, you know, like, with everything, I feel like if I was able to make it there, I feel like I can make it up there again and kind of bring that momentum uh, going again. But, uh, you know, the thing is, and it sounds really bad saying this, but in Texas... A lot of stuff never really slowed down. So, uh, yeah. It's true. Like, it's true. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm out in Arizona, very similar to Texas Junior when it came to, you know, the way I was Yeah. So, I was still able to, like, do some of that here. But, like, uh, I guess, like, with bigger companies and whatnot, like, everything slowed down. So it was a little, like, uh, I mean, it sucked because, you know, it sucked for everybody, not just me. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of people that mm-hmm. were still, you know, you know, having that momentum going and then just getting cut off. But, uh, you know, uh, I feel like uh, I feel like it just makes everybody a lot more, like, it makes them better and stronger, you know, because cause we're resilient and we're able to like, get through this. You know, I feel like everybody just becomes a lot better. And you see it now. You, know, you see a new crop of talent, like, you know, kind of coming up right now. And I feel like a lot of those people wouldn't be where they're at if it wasn't for this pandemic, you know? Because I feel like a lot of people got, you know, a lot of people left wrestling. A lot of people, you know, uh, decided that, you know, this was wasn't for them and whatnot. And I feel like it's like, you know, it's a new reality, you know? Uh, that we have yeah. now with this pandemic so Absolutely. like uh we kind of just have to like you know you know uh, push through it and kind of like you know keep pushing and i feel like for me it did, like i said it did like you know make it a little harder but i feel like it just makes me a lot better because i feel like that it keeps pushing me you know uh and you know you know there is a lot of competition out there when, when like you said so many new companies coming up you know aew you know you got ring of honor nwa uh, WWE, MLW, but I feel like, you know, competition just makes everybody a lot better, you know? Uh, and that's just not in, like, one locker room, that just becomes in, like, wrestling in general, you know? Uh, I feel like that's that's what made, like, wrestling so good back in the day, it was all that competition, you know? All those stars were made because of competition. Right on. So you, I mean, you uh, have heat with the pandemic, but it also gave you an opportunity to do something very visually distinct and that you did some drive-in wrestling while you were there in Texas. Was that weird? And Yeah. And tell us, first off, describe what the environment looked like, because not everybody that listens to this uh, saw that footage. And then tell us what that was like. It was it was nice, but uh, it was just weird because it was like in Texas, <laughs> it was super super humid down here. Yeah. So so yeah. So like the rain got slippery, the ropes were slippery, the mats out there were slippery. So it was a little like hard, but you know it's better than coronavirus, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's true. Uh, but uh, I shouldn't be joking about that. Yeah, cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got a dark sense of humor. <laughs> but uh, it was, no, it was like fun it. because it was <laughs> it was fun because you know uh, I feel like uh, I I love driving movies. So to me that that was basically just the same thing because you, you could still like you could still like uh, switch your little radio station and you can hear Booker T and uh, Brad Gilmore like basically uh, uh, commenting over the matches. So I think that was a pretty cool little uh, cool. thing to do. Yeah, and especially at Booker T, like in your car, you just in your car and you see your Booker T. <laughs> I think that's a pretty cool deal. And uh, yeah, and we have a great we have a great uh, group of talent down here. So like seeing that and then seeing Booker T over that, I feel like it's something nice because you know at the time nobody was getting any type of entertainment, you know, live. So uh, yeah. that was a nice little step that we took here uh, at Reality Wrestling to kind of get stuff going, you know, and, and that was basically like my first couple of shows that I, that I had, uh, you know, while the, during the pandemic, you know, uh, because before that I was just at home, just trying to do pushups and jump <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. Have you done any training with newer wrestlers, newer classes coming in for, um, reality of wrestling? Like, are, are you doing any training work with them? Yes, yes. I, well, I actually helped them uh, uh, with their training down there at a at a big piece. So uh, yeah. yeah, we always have like like new groups of talent coming in, coming out. Uh, you know, there's a uh, Texas is so big. There's so many wrestling schools all over Texas. But I feel like you know Houston does have the best wrestling school, which is Booker T's Reality Wrestling. And I feel like Booker just offers something different, yeah. you know. And like I feel like that attracts a lot of those newer people. And uh, uh, to me, it's just it's just fun because like I've been on the bookers like learning trees since I was like fourteen, so I mean sixteen actually. So I yeah. do. I'm not. I'm no. I'm no booker. I'm no booker T, but I do have a lot of his knowledge in my head. You know, sometimes in matches I can yeah. you know, hear like, "What the hell are you doing, kid?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a real good booker T. Like. I got. I got a pretty good. I got a pretty good booker T. I wish I could do the eyes, but I can't do the eyes. <laughs> You know, the news came out today, too, that Reality of Wrestling is coming to Las Vegas uh, yes. in November. Uh, is there any, you know, reporting uh, as we can make as far as will you be out there um, in Las Vegas for Reality of Wrestling? I'm not sure yet if I can make it to that one because I had a I have a championship match down here uh, in, in Texas. Ooh. I'm wrestling. I'm wrestling Attic Sane down here. Uh, oh, nice. so, oh, yeah, that'd be yeah. a great so, match. So before that was announced, I had already like agreed to that. But we'll see. We'll see what what uh what I'm able to do. Maybe I can make it over there. <laughs> Go <laughs> wrestle over here and I just try to make it over there. <laughs> just just move the match over to Las Vegas and that'd be that'd be super nice. That'd be nice <laughs> yeah. wrestling Alex Sane in Vegas. Down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Make it a Las Vegas street fight. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, oh, bam. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm a part-time booker. It's all good. We, <laughs> 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 um, and, and, I mean, if, if anything, too, uh, what everyone's career in wrestling, you know, looks different. It evolves. It changes so much. For you and your career specifically, what are you hoping? You know, you're only 25. You still have so much and you've already done so much. So what would you consider to be, you know, 
an important goal or a milestone or a big thing that you want to do in your career that you would feel like, you know, kind of meets your expectations of what you've been working towards? Uh, I know this sounds like very like cliche and like corny, but I just want to be like one of the, like one of the best of all time. You know, I want people to be like, oh yeah, you know, Gino, that was a good wrestler. You know, I kind of want people to be like, oh, like Gino, that was like a workhorse. You know, I want to be kind of up there with the likes of like you know Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, you know Eddie Guerrero, all these guys that people look up to. You know, as good wrestlers. You know, uh, to me that would be amazing to do, uh, and that's what I kind of work for. You know. That's what that's what I still train for. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, start wrestling and they stop training. You know, but to me, I just feel like yeah. I can always get better. Like I always want to get better. For to me, I, that's why I'm always in the ring, trying to like, kind of like perfect my craft. And like I said, it sounds a little cliche, but like that's literally one of my goals to be like one of the top guys, you know, of all time as a as a good competitor. You know, I just I just hear people talk about like Eddie Guerrero. And they still mm. talk about him like now, you know, mm-hmm. and I kind of just like that's just kind of a little, you know, motivating to hear, it, you know, uh, and like it's a little weird just because. Um, like, let, let's talk about it. <laughs> it's a little weird because, you know, to me, to me, sometimes I feel like, you know, being Hispanic, you know, being, you know, Mexican, I feel like sometimes I can only connect to a, or only to that demographic, you know. But then seeing Eddie Guerrero yeah. being everybody mm-hmm. looking up to him, you know, you mm-hmm. know, from white people, black people, Asian people, Hispanic people, yeah. everybody loves him, you know. And I feel like I want to be that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want people to like look past the nationality and just you know, be like, okay, that's a good wrestler right there. And like to me, that's my end all be goal. And then kind of just you know, go all over the place, you know, go to Japan, go to go back to Mexico, wrestle there. Uh, you know, wrestle here as much as I can and kind of uh, be a full-time wrestler and kind of, uh, and I didn't mention her before, but like kind of like having something that my mom is proud of, you know, like, you know, uh, yeah. early on, yeah. early on, and she kind of supported me a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of like, kinda, I kind of just want to give back. Yeah, like everybody Wait. wants to make their mama proud. Yeah, you know, like everybody. That's, uh, that's one of the, the hallmarks of a good person. Like I just turned super yeah. bay face, right? I'm a bay face. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, we won't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah. We'll put this on the internet, but nobody will know. Yeah, infocable, mamacitas. Leave it and Rudos love their mama. Yeah, it is true. True. Very true. Uh, I, I gotta show some love for the number one on the seat, that right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there yes. you go. Yeah. Uh, give us yeah. a give us a quick look for the future here. You talked about having a championship match coming and maybe being in Vegas. Is there anything else that we can look forward to seeing you do in the near future? Yes, I will be part of uh, you know the next MOW tapings in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm very excited to uh, go there. I love going down to MOW because uh, you see the group of talent there. Yeah. And like I said, I it just pushes me because, like I said, I see them doing stuff. And I'm like, oh, they can do it. I can do it as well. You know? And I love going every month over there just for that, just to, you know, get that motivation going and seeing all these guys, you know, kill it. You know, a couple of months ago, uh, I saw Aramis or Zadis one-on-one, and that match was, like, spectacular. I, I loved it. So, like, you know, that keeps me that keeps me going. I saw that. I saw uh, Lee Moriarty wrestled uh, Tankman, and that was a great match too. Yeah. And like and like I said, those stuff kind of kind of keeps me going, and I love I love seeing them go out there and like kill it, because like I said, that just makes me 
in my head be like, okay, I can go out there and kill it as well. <laughs> and then at, at the end of the day, you just have a bunch of guys out there killing it. You know, it just makes everything a lot better. Uh, but uh, I do have MOW coming. I got uh, local wrestling coming as well. Uh, next one that I believe is November 28th. I got that. And then uh, I'll be part of their GCW part uh, local uh, show they're having down here. So that'll be a lot of fun. So I was a lot of fun wrestling down here with uh, GCW. Uh, that and um, I'm pretty sure I, I probably have a lot more, but I just can't remember right now. You really are everywhere. I'm going to get all yeah. over Texas, all over the U.S. at MLW taping. So, you know, if you don't know Gina Medina, what rock have you been living under? Because <laughs> you can find yeah. everywhere on the Internet. Speaking of, can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media? Yeah, you guys can look me up on uh, Twitter, Instagram, under T-L-H-T. And if you can't remember that, you can remember the Latin heartthrob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> old school reference there. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys, like, you guys did jazz research. Cause you guys, uh, nobody, nobody knows this old school reference. Though I, I love it. I love you guys. I mean, <laughs> I need to be part of the yeah. show a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Yes. Our job is to present all of the latest hot topics of Lucha Libre to listeners. And you, sir, are a hot topic. So thank you thank so you, much. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I, and I appreciate you guys for, like I said, that, uh, like stuff like that. I just, it makes me want to do more of these. Sometimes I don't want to do them because people are like, people just ask the same questions. You know, people would just ask me about Booker T. Yeah, the guys didn't even ask me about Booker T. <laughs> so, like, you well, got... Well, no, now we know that No, but I appreciate it because you guys just job research and you guys, you know, are asking the, the tough questions. You know, you guys brought out my dad's trainer and that's, like, amazing, you know, to me. <laughs> well, thank you. Lucha Libre that I think combines us as a show and I think for, for fans of Lucha Libre is the fact that it is a culture. It is a family. It is an identity and it runs so deep. So being able to get your insights about your family. I got my where can people get that shirt? That oh, uh, I actually don't know. Hit <laughs> <laughs> him up on social media. Some, somebody will take care of it. So we'll take care of it. We'll edit it in post. But you embody that. And that was Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you make it your own as well. And, and that's something that is, uh, I can't imagine how challenging it is, but you make it look easy. Um, and appreciate it. Appreciate it that our listeners tune into you more. We hope the whole wrestling community tunes into Gina Medina because you are worth the watch and uh, we, we hope to see so much more for you. We expect so many great things to come out of you because, again, you are only 25 years old. Makes me cry. And, and <laughs> so many good things. I'm not going to say how old I am. Lady never will be old. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we we uh, are just excited to see you from Medina. So thank you so much for your time. Make sure you follow Gina Medina on social media. Follow him so you get to see where he's going to next. And if not, watch him on MLW every week 
because his matches are fantastic. Your library's already up as well. You can watch some of his previous matches on MLW with Fusion and much, much more. Uh, thank you again for joining us today, Dino. Thank you, guys, and I appreciate you guys again. And hopefully I'll come back on here uh, some more time. Maybe I'll wrestle more Lucha Legends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'd love to have you come on and talk about it. Yeah, or just whenever you beat up Psycho Clown, you could uh, yeah. come back. And you just, just, just yeah. listen Swing on by. I'll happily <laughs> talk with you every time you beat him up. That's fine. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> Make sure you go to LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre, as well as TheChairShot.com, one of our streaming partners. Of course, the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. It comes to you each and every week, bringing you what you need to know on Lucha Libre. You can find us also on all major podcast streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbay, Speaker, uh, Google Play, and much, much more. So for Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much, and make sure you catch us. I'm going to listen to this Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.